0: said, Lord, show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who has seen me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? Don't you believe that I am the Father, and that the Father is in me? The words I say to you are not just my own, rather, it is the Father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I am in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. I'll tell you the truth. Anyone who has faith in me will do what I've been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. And I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Son may bring, bring glory to the Father. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. If you love me, you will obey what I command. I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counsellor to be with you, forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you, and will be in you." When the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly a sound, like the blowing of a violent wind, came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard this sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment, because each one heard them speaking in his own language. Utterly amazed, they asked, Are not all these men who are speaking Galileans? And how is it that each of us hears them in his own native language? Parthians, Medes and Elamites, residents of Mesopotamia, Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. We hear them declaring the oneness of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, What does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them and said, I had too much wine. Then Peter stood up with the eleven, raised his voice and addressed the crowd, Fellow Jews and all of you who live in Jerusalem, let me explain this to you. Listen carefully to what I say. These men are not drunk, as you suppose. It's only nine in the morning. No. sun will be turned to darkness and the moon to blood for the coming of the great and glorious day of the lord and everyone who calls on the name of the lord will be saved am
1: i on excellent excellent you get all that short reading today good send out the test papers in a minute good my name is guy it's great to be with you if you're watching online great to have you along and, and likewise, of course, for you guys here. Let's, let's pray, shall we? Let's pray just for a minute. Lord Jesus, we, we welcome you here. Holy Spirit, we welcome you here. Um, you know, in this special weekend of celebration for our nation, we are thankful for how you have blessed us as a nation, Lord and how you bless us as a community and all that you have for us. So I pray that in the next few minutes, that for each one of us listening, watching, here in person, that you will show us something, you, each person here, something helpful that reveals more of who you are and how much you love each individual person here. Amen. 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 That's cool. Somehow today feels a bit like Thursday, Friday, Saturday and Sunday all at once, doesn't it? It's it's kind of a, it's a fun. I hope you've been enjoying the celebrations and extra time off, it's good. So thank you for Steve for reading us those two passages. Uh, So the context is this, just in case you missed any of the hundred verses you've just had read to you. so in that passage from the book of John in the, in the New Testament, we have Jesus talking to his closest followers, talking to the disciples, and explaining that he is going to send an advocate. He is going to send a helper to be with them. And this helper, this advocate, the Holy Spirit, is going to live in them. In them. So this is teaching, which is kind of really hard for... The followers of Jesus to get their heads around and hence some of the questions that they pose and then we go to this passage in Acts where the writer Paul is is recounting the events just soon after the crucifixion of Jesus and what is going on with the followers of Jesus back in those days and in fact if you were to read the first chapter of Acts just a few lines before Steve started reading to us there you'd have Paul recounting the events where, in the 40 days after uh, Jesus had been crucified, before he went back to be with his, his Father in heaven, uh, he appears. The, these accounts are recorded of him appearing to, in, to many different people. And, and in the first uh, chapter of Acts, you see Paul recalling these events when, again, Jesus encounters some of his disciples and, he, again, he says, I'm going to send you a helper, an advocate. And he, said, he gives a bit of context. He says, you remember John, John the Baptist, who used to take people, and as we've had recounted in the River Jordan, he would take people and they would go down into the water representing the symbolic act of their old life, uh, washed away, coming out of, out of the water and making this commitment to make God their priority. And this symbolic act of baptism where they could then trust that God would give them meaning and purpose and direction in their lives. And Jesus saying, John did this with water, but you, you are going to receive that baptism in the Holy Spirit, in this advocate who I'm going to send you. And then he says to the disciples in that first chapter, go back to Jerusalem and wait. And then, boom. As Steve's read to us, the Holy Spirit came and there was about hundred hundred and twenty of those immediate followers of Jesus who received the Holy Spirit. And as Steve has read to us, it got a bit lively. It all started kicking off a bit. So that's the sort of context in which we arrive today. So I hope that in the next few minutes I can kind of, I guess, just unpack two questions, really. Um, and the first one is, I mean, what is the Holy Spirit? I mean, what is going on here? Should you be worried the next time you're going down aisle three in Tesco looking for the mature cheddar? It's all going to start kicking off. And people are going to be thinking, what is this person on? You know, what's 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 going on? So, what is going on here? And secondly, what does it look like? What does it look like when you've got the Holy Spirit in you? I mean, take a look at the person next to you. Go on, it'll be a bit weird. You've just said hello to them. What do you think? Do you think they've got the Holy Spirit in them? Maybe a bit last week, not so much this week? Now can you? Okay. Well, we'll have a look at that. What does it look like? When somebody's got the Holy Spirit in them? Okay. So, just because I don't think you've had enough Scripture yet today, I'm going to give you a bit more. But just to build on what Steve was talking about, I'm going to just give three, three facts, if you like, three bits of information about the Holy Spirit. Firstly, the Holy Spirit is a person. You may have been down the movies half-term week, it may have been the Avengers, the latest Doctor Strange, bit dark for me, but you know, each to their own. It's, it's not like that. It's not some strange magical electricity. Holy Spirit is a person. I'm gonna come back to that in a minute. Secondly, the Holy Spirit comes from the Father. Comes from the Father. So everything that Father God is. I cannot for the life of me begin to describe God. But if you, know, or if you just think, if you try to describe God, His boundless love, His compassion, His grace, His acceptance of each and every one of us, His love, His creativity, His imagination, and, on and on, all of it, the Holy Spirit comes from the Father. And the Holy Spirit lives in you and knows you intimately. He knows you intimately. That may make you a bit nervous, don't be nervous. He's for you. He knows how you think. He knows what you feel. He knows how you make decisions. He knows your amazing imagination. Even if your imagination is full of not such great stuff half the time, don't shut it down. It's amazing. And God wants to speak to you through it. He's a person. He's from the Father. And he knows you and he's in you intimately. So I'm going to, just a few verses on from uh, where Steve was reading to us. Uh, It's back in the book of John, chapter 15. Uh, where are we verse 26 when the advocate comes the helper he keeps telling us he keeps telling us when the advocate comes whom I shall send to you from the father the spirit of truth who comes forth from the father he will testify concerning me he will testify concerning me now whatever pronoun you use Jesus is referring there to the Holy Spirit as a person As a person. Now, I find it helpful. It may be the same for you, it may not. But I find it helpful. I don't spend too much time trying to imagine what the person of the Holy Spirit looks like. Because I think what is most important here, whatever pronoun you use, however you envisage the Holy Spirit, is look, the essence of a person is a person is relational. It's about relationship and it's personal the Holy Spirit wants to be in relationship with you and it's personal that is the critical thing and as many theologians have looked at all the translations in all the various languages but it's this personal relationship the Holy Spirit wants to have with you that's the critical thing about seeing the Holy Spirit As a person. And as Jesus says here, when the advocate comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth who comes forth from the Father, he will testify concerning me. So he's come, the Holy Spirit comes from the Father. As I said a moment ago, everything that Father God has, everything that he is, the Holy Spirit has. And the Holy Spirit comes from the Father. And then to build on that, Paul who wrote the book of Acts in writing to the church in Corinth in his first letter, second chapter, verses 10 and 11. Get this. For God has given us revelation by the Spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who knows the things of men except the man's spirit, which is Within him. So also, no one has known the things of God except the Spirit of God. So here we have the Holy Spirit who's come from the Father and he searches everything that the Father has. He searches this boundless, amazing Father God. He searches him. And then, who knows you intimately? That same Spirit and he wants to bring everything that the father has to you personally in relationship and then of course jesus everything that the holy spirit does and communicates and is will reflect will testify about the person of jesus and if you do nothing else this morning just stop for a minute and just try and take that in. I mean, it's the most extraordinary thing that this relational Holy Spirit that knows everything and searches the Father for you, searches for what you need and lives in you and wants to be in relationship with you. It's the most extraordinary thing. It's the most, and it's a gift. You don't have to beg for it, you don't have to go chasing after it in mad, crazy fashion. It's a gift. It's there for you. Just ask. Because the Holy Spirit wants to be in relationship with you. And the Holy Spirit really will not have a problem communicating with you. Not just because He knows you and He knows you intimately. But he loves to communicate with you. So just remember, when the Holy Spirit speaks to you, he will speak to you in a personal, specific, unique, particular way to you. However your imagination works, however your mind works, however your emotions charge around, however you make decisions, the Holy Spirit knows you. And the Holy Spirit's always been there. If you go right back, if you go and read the first two or three verses of the first book, of the first chapter of the first book in the Bible, Genesis, the Spirit was there. The Spirit was there. And actually, if you look at some of the the figures of the Old Testament, I mean, Moses, who God used to speak to his people, he's walking along one day, boom, burning bush. Burning bush for Moses. There's a guy called Balaam. Don't know if you've ever come across him Boom, an ass. I'm always terrified of mispronouncing that word. An animal. He speaks to him through an animal. Few party animals, few party animals. Belshazzar, do you remember him? Wild party kicking off graffiti on the wall. God speaks to him. God knows you intimately. He knows how to communicate with you and he will speak directly to you. Oh, and one other thing, Um, many of you will have heard me say this before, you know, there's um, there's there's no pecking order, there's no hierarchy in the kingdom of God, so don't worry about what happens to the person on your right or the person on your left, their experiences are their experiences, you know, comparison always leads to disappointment, the Holy Spirit will speak to you in the way that you will receive. Don't worry about what happens to the person next to you. It's your story. It's unique. So there we have some stuff about the Holy Spirit. He's a person. He's from the Father. He knows you intimately. And he wants to bring what the Father's got for you. So what does it look like when you've got the Holy Spirit? Well, of course, the question I asked you earlier when you diligently had a look into the person's eyes sitting next to you, um, it's a false question. Because... Looking at somebody and trying to decide who they are, what they're like from the outside. That's not the heart of Jesus. That's not the heart of God. He doesn't look on the outside. He's interested in what's going on the inside. on what you're thinking, what you're feeling. He wants to travel with you in your decisions. He wants to come alongside you. So, but here's a couple of things about what it looks like when you encounter the Holy Spirit. First thing, there is a difference. I'm not going to go through all the scriptures now. I think you've had enough. But you can check this out. There is a difference between having the Holy Spirit and being filled with the Holy Spirit. It talks about this in scripture. Because you can know Jesus and have the Holy Spirit. You can know Jesus and be lukewarm. And you can be filled and be in an expansive Beautiful, passionate relationship with Jesus. Jesus has an extravagant love for you. But you can know Jesus and be lukewarm. Now, a relationship is a two-way thing. It's a two-way thing, Eliana. It really is. Yes, I know. And the week before last. Jane and I celebrated our thirty-first wedding anniversary. Woo! Thank you. I know. You may clap, Jane. It's an extraordinary achievement on Jane's behalf, particularly. <laughs> um, now the thing is, I know, I know that Jane has an extravagant love for me. I know that I really do. She has an extravagant love for me. But do I know that because 31 years ago, she did something that demonstrated her love for me? No. That was 31 years ago. (laughs) It's a continuous thing, isn't it? That relational, that relation... It's a continuous thing every day of every week of every month of every year of those 31 years. Jane, bless her, has constantly done things that are just a deposit in our relationship account. I've gone all banky and accountancy all over you, but it's a kind of relationship. It's the one account in my life that's always been full, in that relationship account. She does things, even now, even now, she comes to me and says, "Guy, something unusual and unexpected has happened today, something that used to happen, I know from you, it used to happen more often in the past, but it's happened today, it's Saturday, it's 20 past 10. Here's your favorite beer. Arsenal won a game. <laughs> they won a game. I know they're not Liverpool. I know they're not Man City, but they're third on match of the day. I'll tidy away. Watch. Enjoy. These things, constant deposits. It's a relationship thing. It's an expansive, enormous love. That's the relationship the Holy Spirit wants to have with you. So I just encourage you, Ask, just ask the Holy Spirit in your daily life as you face situations ordinary, they don't have to be extraordinary. Just ask the Holy Spirit wants to be in that relationship, that extraordinary, expansive, beautiful relationship with with you. God doesn't want a robot or a puppet. He wants a relationship with you. And what does it look like? What does it look like when you have the Spirit, Holy Spirit in you? When you're filled with the Holy Spirit? It's obvious. It's obvious. It's laid out clearly in the letter to the Galatians, chapter 5, verses 22 and 23. And it's obvious. When you come across somebody, when you meet somebody... Who whether they are at the mountaintop in their lives and they're enjoying great blessings and life is fantastic and great and full of celebration, or whether they're in the valley and life is difficult and there are struggles and it is hard, when you meet somebody and they are full of love and joy and peace and patience and kindness and goodness and faithfulness, and self-control you're meeting somebody who's filled with the Holy Spirit and that is God's heart for you to be full of those things whatever your circumstances whatever your stage of life and he loves to travel with you Should we pray and if the band want to come up that would be good too Father God Father God, Father God, how thankful we are, how thankful we are that we can know that what those men and women in that moment in Jerusalem that Steve's read to us today, when you came in person and filled them with your Holy Spirit, that actually that same Holy Spirit is here today now that Holy Spirit, you want to be in relationship within each one of, with each one of us. And Lord, we're so thankful that you want to know us personally, individually, that you accept us and you just delight in doing life with us and being alongside us. And my prayer this morning is that each person here will receive more of you and more of you and will enjoy the amazing experience of being led by the Holy Spirit in their daily lives. Thank you, Father.